0: Welcome to the Radical Mother Village. If you're new here, a radical mother is a woman poised in her power, ready to disrupt cycles of generational trauma, running through her family like wildfire. She's working to improve her life, the lives of her children, and shape the landscape of her community. If that's you, you're in the right place. This podcast is designed to connect you with resources, inspiration, and the reminder that you are not alone as you embark on your journey of radical mothering. I'm your host, Krista Bevan, Dynamic Self-Care Coach for Radical Moms, and I'm so excited you're here with me. Now let's dive in. Hey there, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about the Radical Mother Village Inner Circle. I am super excited to be offering this out to the world. This is a six-month Group coaching experience designed specifically for radical mothers who are ready to dive deeper into practicing dynamic self care, repairing the sister wound, being held and supported while doing the work of reparenting, showing up to radically witness one another, and so much more. We will be coming together to do work. Through the power of ceremony, celebration, and community. We get started April 8th, and if you're ready to join us or just to find out more, you can go to kristabevan.com forward slash inner circle, where you can get all of the details, or you can also follow the links that I have in the show notes. And now let's dive into today's episode. I want to talk today about ceremony, Ritual, rites of passage, and why these are so important for mothers. A big realization that I have had as a mother is how much I have missed the role of ceremony and ritual in my life since my son has been born. And this is something that I have worked to create more of in my life on both an individual level and also what I've sought out more from others on a community level. I used to have a lot more of this in my life because I had time and I had spaciousness, right? I had the freedom to to go to things that were ceremonial, that, that imparted the sense of ritual into my life. And then the reality is once my son was here, I didn't have that time or space. And when I think about it, I think at our core, so many of us feel this longing and this aching without necessarily knowing what the root cause of it is. So for me, when I started to identify that part of the whole that I felt in my soul as a mother was that I was missing the role of ceremony, so many things started making sense for me. And the easiest place to start with in terms of what creates this ache is that motherhood is a rite of passage. And I think that we all know that, but I don't know how much we actually embrace that fully for what it is. And I think that we are sorely lacking in cultural ceremony that really embraces how much of a rite of passage this is for women when they become mothers. So if we look at the definition of rites of passage, we come up with this. A rite of passage is a ceremony or event marking an important stage in someone's life, especially birth, puberty, marriage, and death. And now, of course, those are not the only important stages in someone's life, and certainly not in a mother's life. Because for women, we have the triple crown of menarche, motherhood, and menopause. Obviously, motherhood is not for all women, but this is the radical mother village. I'm presumably talking to mothers here, right? (laughs) So when we look at how these three seasons of a woman's life are regarded, it's largely as an inconvenience that needs commodified products to fix. And now in motherhood, it's less about fixing the pregnancy per se and more about the postpartum period. But either way, I think you understand what I'm saying. And rather than celebrate these transitions of life, we're given the subconscious programming that they're burdens for women and that there's something that need to be dealt with. And again, instead, there's so many cultures from around the world that actually reserve some reverence for these events and and mark them in that way and have traditions and ceremonies and things that go along with these transitions that really fully embrace what a powerful time of transition this is. But not so much here in America. And how many of us have actually experienced a ceremonial sanctification of our transition to motherhood? And hint, a baby shower is not it. That doesn't count. And actually, let's talk about baby showers for a minute, because I kind of have a bone to pick with them. (laughs) Because I think at their heart, they do come from a place of celebrating the transition of a woman into a mother. But... For the most part, I really think that they've been diluted, manipulated, and commercialized. And they are typically nothing more than a capitalistic showmanship event. And not that they can't be helpful and they're not not to say that they're not a great way to prepare for baby, but let's face it, and correct me if I'm alone in this, but I could have used a whole lot less zero to three month size tiny clothes and a whole lot more help around the house postpartum. And that's not what I got, and that's what I know a lot of you didn't get either. So there are mother blessings or blessing way ceremonies that are rightly focused on the mother and create this beautiful exchange of wisdom and intention and well wishes from other women and also from fellow mothers to the new mother. But again, how many of us actually had one of those? How many of us were centered in a ceremonial exchange during our pregnancies or even after? And again, maybe I'm only speaking for myself, but I sure didn't, and I don't think I am speaking for myself because many of the mothers I know didn't either. And when I ask this in groups and I ask this, you know, in the Radical Mother Village Facebook group or, or with friends of mine, it there seems to be this general consensus that that's not what happened. We had a baby shower. It was nice. It was fun. The cupcakes were great. You know, the silly games were, you know, kind of dumb or whatever. (laughs) Maybe I just don't like playing silly pregnancy games. And the gifts were helpful, But it also felt like something was missing. I had this sort of aching after mine that I didn't really understand how to quantify at the time. And I'm only starting to now realize is that this was a poor substitute for what I actually wanted and what I actually needed to embark on this transition. And also, I just, I want to point out before I forget that in doing research for this episode, I discovered, and I didn't know this, that blessing way ceremonies, which I have heard them referred to that in uh, lots of different places, those are actually rooted in traditional Navajo blessing way ceremonies for new mothers. And so how they are practiced now by non-Navajo natives is undoubtedly diluted and appropriated, which... I think further speaks to the overall lack of culturally rooted ceremonies like this in modern Western cultures. So I saw something the other day that really cemented why this feels like such an important message for me. And it said something to the effect of, A rite of passage that goes unwitnessed is incomplete. And this has definitely been my experience with the transition into motherhood. And it's left, again, this sort of aching. I don't know how else to describe it, but ache in my heart that I couldn't quite get my fingers around at first. I think what happens is that when we miss on ceremony and the celebration of transition from one stage of life to the next, it leaves us sort of ungrounded on a spiritual level. It gives us a feeling of being unmoored, like a ship at sea without clear direction on where and also how to go next. There's a wonderful quote from the yoga teacher. Her name is Anna Forrest. She did a talk at Wanderlust, one of their Speakeasy series. This was a few years ago. Uh, I didn't see it in person, but I listened to it um, on the Wanderlust podcast, which I don't think exists anymore. But anyway, I found the video. I rewatched it the other night. It's incredible. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes if you're curious. But in it, she says, ceremony brings clarity in life about what to do next. And that has definitely been my experience with it. And it's also, it's been my experience that in its absence, it feels like a lack of clarity. Again, it feels ungrounded and it feels like a muddy transition from one thing to the next. And so when she said that ceremony brings clarity in life about what to do next, that really resonated with me. Part of ceremony is having people that are further along the path than you to help guide and lead and instruct you on what's next Because they're able to do it from a place of knowing. They're able to do it from a place of experience. They're able to do it from a place of having been there themselves and being able to show you with a wisdom that you don't have yet about what to do next. They are the clarity for you. So rather than us wandering into the woods of motherhood, lost in a thicket of bramble, When we are ceremoniously welcomed to motherhood, we are shown where there's a well-worn path through the woods and that well-worn path has been cut by all the women who have walked this path before us. The other benefit of ceremony is that it helps to create a container for big emotions because let's face it, again, we're talking about big life transitions here and understandably, big transitions also can come with big emotions. Ceremony can help provide the space in which we can transmute difficult or painful emotions into purpose, and it also provides the space where we can elevate joyful emotions so that they last longer, so that they can linger into our lives further on into the future. So clearly, I think this is a really important piece of a woman's life and of a mother's life, and it's also something that I see as sorely Lacking. Now, I want to shift gears here for a moment and talk about rituals because I think that they're important to talk about as well, and actually for a really interesting reason. So, by now, hopefully, you all know that I love all things nervous system regulation, how to increase your capacity to handle stress, how to increase your vagal tone, all of these things, right? And what's really interesting about rituals is that they can actually be soothing for your nervous system. That's right, they can actually help to create a sense of routine and predictability. Two things that our brain finds comforting. It feels soothing and it feels safe for us to know what's next. When we can expect what's next, we're able to find comfort and safety in that. I actually remember back, I long for these days when I could practice in-person yoga with my favorite yoga teacher. I spent so many hours practicing with him that I knew what was next. I I knew when we were doing a certain sequence, if we were in, you know, warrior two that we were moving into Asana next, right? I, I just knew his style of teaching and I knew how to predict accurately what was coming. And there was so much beauty in the safety of that routine because what it allowed me to do was drop further into my practice. It allowed me to turn inward even more and drop into a place of yoga being a meditation in movement because I knew what was coming. There was a ritual involved in his teaching. There was routine involved in his teaching. And in that, in that safety, In that knowing of what was next, I was able to experience it on a whole new level. So this stuff really does work on a nervous system level to help us manage our stress and to help feel like we have more control. And that's because ritual can give us some of that sense of control back, especially in motherhood, where we can so often feel like we are at the mercy of the whirlwind that is having children. Rituals can help us ground into the present moment, and they allow us to show up with presence that I know so many of us, and myself included, are always seeking more of. And I think that it's important to to address this idea that it's not just large life transitions that can and should be celebrated in ceremony and ritual, but it's also smaller daily events. And this is where the concept of sacred in the ordinary applies. Because let's face it, motherhood can be boring, it can be monotonous, and it can be a repetitive job a lot of the times. I don't know how many times I say throughout the day, how many times have I picked this room up? How many times can I clean the kitchen? I feel like I've already done this, right? It's You end up doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's like you finish the laundry and then you have to start another load of laundry. You finish cleaning up breakfast, it's time for lunch. And so just because the work of mothering is monotonous and repetitive doesn't mean that it has to be done without ceremony or ritual, The banality of motherhood can become a living meditation. It can become a devotional act to ourselves, but also to our children. You know that saying, it goes, Before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Well, the same idea holds true in motherhood. It's not that life suddenly gets glamorous and novel when you can bring some ritual into it, but it does elevate the work that you're doing. It does give it a whole new flavor when the work that you're doing has this sort of spiritual purpose that it's rooted in as well. So how can we incorporate some sense of ritual into our lives as mothers? And some of the ways that we can do that are by making a habit. And the best way to make a new habit, and there's actually research to back this up, which I think is really interesting, is to stack it or pair it to an existing habit. So for instance if you're already in the habit of brushing your teeth every morning, and frankly, you should be, (laughs) uh, an easy way to remember to take your vitamins every day is to leave them next to your toothbrush and take them right after you brush, right? So you're stacking, you're linking an existing habit, you brush your teeth anyway, with a new one, so then you take your vitamin, right? And then you can begin to expand out on this. So if we're trying to add ritual into our lives, the best way to actually have that happen is to tie it into something that we're doing already. So here's some examples of ways that we can do this in motherhood. Make it a ritual to name something that you're grateful for every time you wash your hands. Every time you stand at the sink, think about what you're grateful for. You can practice focusing on your breath every time that you are waiting for water to boil to make a cup of tea. I do that every morning. So while I'm standing there, willing the tea kettle to boil faster, focus on your breath. Make it a ritual to set an intention for the day while you're brushing your teeth in the morning. Find ritual in writing down something you're grateful for every day on a calendar. Gratitude actually also helps to increase your capacity to deal with stress. Fun fact, I love that one because it's so beautiful. I mean like Honestly, how wonderful is that? That you can literally practice gratitude and it helps lower stress. It's it's beautiful. And actually, as a side note too, speaking of this idea of writing down something you're grateful for every day, my family has actually been doing this um, ever since my son was born. So we have a calendar. I just buy like one of the regular cheapo Staples calendars every year. And every day we write down something that we're grateful for. It can be something that my son did. It can be something we did as a family. It can be something, you know, just generally that we're excited for or a specific thing that happened. It doesn't matter. We have all kinds of different ones written down on the calendar. But I can tell you that if the house were to catch on fire, I would grab those calendars first. They are absolutely treasured mementos of our family, and I cannot recommend that activity highly enough. Start now. You will not regret it. It is absolutely one of the best things i do every day so anyway i just wanted to throw that out there because it is such it brings me so much joy and i know that it can bring you joy as well so you can recite mantras to yourself as you give your kids a bath at night you can light incense and clear the energy in your house every afternoon i actually have started Uh, getting my son to use a feather. So he takes, I say, flap your feather and he'll take his feather and move incense smoke around the house. I hold the incense. He's not holding the fire, right? But he's moving the feather around, moving the energy around and he loves it. And then I get to have this moment where I'm connecting. Again, it's about grounding and coming into the present moment, which you have to be when you're doing this kind of activity. And then he gets quality time with me and it's just become this sweet little reset Button in our day that we both enjoy. So there's lots of simple ways that we can invoke some magic, some connection to our spiritual selves, and incorporate a sense of ritual into our lives, even as mothers. You know, another option is maybe it's saying a prayer to your ancestors each time you lie your child down for a nap. This is one that I've been doing lately, and it's been profoundly incredible. In fact, I actually recently recorded an episode with Jen Wendy, who is an ancestral. Trauma Healer. We did an interview. It's not out yet. It'll probably be out, let's see, in two weeks, I think, when this one airs. Either way, you'll have to check back. I can't link it in the show notes because it's not out yet. Um, but I share a deeper conversation about my ritual with speaking to my ancestors in that episode. Um, the episode was incredible. Jen, I've actually been working with Jen since we recorded that. I'm getting off on a tangent now here. But the point is, come back um, for my story on how to specifically incorporate ritual into ancestor work. It's really good. It's, been, it's made some profound shifts in my life. Really the bottom line here is that when we add ritual into our daily lives, it helps us to reconnect to parts of ourselves that are so often lost in our transition to motherhood. By honoring the work of being a mother and really giving that the reverence that it deserves, we can help to bring some of the celebration and spiritual elevation that we're craving into our daily lives. This can be an anchor for us to be able to come back to over and over again to ground us into that ritual, ground us into that soothing, predictable routine, which also can help our children as well, right? And we're showing them again this is, you know, part of what it means to be a radical mother. But by demonstrating these things and incorporating them into our lives, maybe it's a ritual of sharing your day at the dinner table. Maybe it's a ritual of lighting candles for dinner. Maybe it's a ritual of listening to a certain song as you set the table or as you clean up dinner, right? There's all kinds of ways that you can get creative about this ceremony and ritual don't need to be saved for big events. They can really honor the daily events of our lives as well. So even if we didn't get the ceremony that we all deserved, because really that's what it comes down to, right? We deserved more ceremony in our lives in our transition to motherhood. So even if you didn't have that to the level that you wanted or needed or should have received, you can Supplement some of that by offering yourself ritual and ceremony in your daily life. And as we do that, we can start to honor the work that we are doing as radical mothers. All right, mamas, that wraps up another episode of the Radical Mother Village. Thank you so much for listening. I know how valuable your time is, and I appreciate that you're willing to spend some of it with me each week. If you are looking to dive deeper and connect with fellow radical mothers, you can do that by joining the virtual village that I facilitate over on Facebook. You can find the link to that in the show notes, or you can also search within Facebook itself for the Radical Mother Village. Over there, you'll find other like-minded mamas doing this work supporting and encouraging one another, and it's also a great way to connect directly with myself, get a sneak peek on upcoming content, and get access to exclusive offers and resources.